Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm. I'm your host, Megan Strand with Engage for Good. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio. There's over 180,000 titles for you to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio and get your free audiobook today. In this episode of Cause Talk Radio, I chat with Joe Waters of SelfishGiving.com for The Joe Show. We debrief on what companies did for Giving Tuesday in 2019, and then walk through some 2019 purpose trends, including CEO activism, climate change, and employee activism. And you'll hear why I declare 2019 as the year of the roundup. My friend Joe Waters, how are hey, you? Hey, I'm here. I know it's December and you're here and we're doing right. the Joe show and that's all right. is it's good December. In the world. It's right before the holidays. I have a big present here <laughs> from you and I don't know what's in it. You do? Wow. I, that's a I, mystery yeah, to all yeah. of us. <laughs> you know, it's the, it says from M. So I'm a, <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess it could be from mom. I think it might be. Yeah, but, um, you know, I'm assuming it's from you. I, I guess if I open it up and it's like underwear and socks, it's I'll not know. from me. Yeah. It's not from you because you, know you would only send me something fun. You know what I got for David this year? What's that? A David has a kill bobblehead. <laughs> That's like, a classic. I think we all want one of it's those. It's like a custom. It looks just like him. It's cute. I'll have to send you a picture. Oh, I'd love to see that. Yeah. That's yeah. a perfect gift. Well, you know, for the man who has everything. Yeah, that's right. It's so unique. <laughs> Something unique, anyways. He's so. a, he's a one of a kind. I know, but can you believe it's already December? I mean, I'm it's... honestly, I'm reeling. I, I I'm I I don't know even what to say. It's it's yeah. shocking to me. I keep telling people that it, I think it's because Thanksgiving was late that, and then we like yes. fell into December, and now I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, I can't believe it's mid December. You know, I think that's exactly why, though. Like the, it was because of that late, and I think that's the latest we can have. It must Thanksgiving. be. It must be, but may it, it was, never happen again because it yeah, totally it's threw a tough me turn. For a loop. Yeah, it's a tough turn. It is. It is. All right. Well, let's talk about some stuff that's going on and has been happening. So obviously, we have to talk about Giving Tuesday. Uh, we did a big post on Forbes of just what companies were doing, now, um, and that was kind Megan, of fun. With Giving Tuesday, Giving yeah. Tuesday, I think in the U.S. raised over. Uh, almost a half a billion dollars or over a half a billion dollars. Do you know what, uh, I think it was over five. You know, I saw the final like stat and I didn't bring it with me today, but that's, I think it's, I think it sounds it's about right. 500 million in the States and then $2 nice. billion. Dollars. Wow. That's amazing. Good yeah, job giving Tuesday. Yeah. And this is year what? How many years have they been doing this? Five or six years, right? Eight. Eight? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, no, yeah. that's amazing. And uh, it's it's interesting because I really feel, I don't know how, if you feel this way, I feel like in the first couple of years, companies were like, hmm, we don't know if we're going to get involved in this or mm. they would do something like super lame. Now, yeah. I feel like a lot of companies are using this to either kind of kick off their holiday giving or like yeah. wrap it all up at the end of the year with a little prepo. Yeah. But I feel like yeah. there was a lot that companies were doing this year. And, it, you know, it gives them another bite at the apple in terms of, you know, getting in front of consumers. Yeah. So, no, anyway, I think what it's... Uh, what yeah, did you I think see it's that smart. was interesting? 
Yeah, I think it's fine. Well, you know, one of the things I think just from a general fundraising with Giving Tuesday yeah. in the people in the nonprofits that I was talking to, I thought it was very interesting that many people felt like Giving Tuesday was really attracting new donors their nonprofits. Yeah. Like I had always thought, I have to admit in the past, I had somewhat felt that Giving Tuesday was a great way to activate existing supporters to your organization. But I actually spoke to several organizations this year that were saying, no, Joe, we're actually getting a lot of new supporters, hmm. which is exactly what it should be doing, right? That's right. great on something like that. So no, I was excited about that. That's interesting. And then you had, how how long did it take Facebook to uh, go through their $7 million of matching? <laughs> well, like five yeah, minutes I, this year? I'll I don't tell know. you, if, no, um, if Facebook had to match every nonprofit that said, you need to donate now because Facebook is matching, um, that Facebook would be broke, right? Because, I mean, it had to be in the first five minutes or something yeah. like that, that Facebook finished its matching. Yeah. No, I think it's interesting. Tell tell me, you had a smaller program that you thought did a great job this year. Yeah. So, you know, in just looking around, and first of all, um, Engage for Good and you and David, you guys wrote an excellent article on Forbes Thank on you. 25 companies. I think it was 26 companies, actually. At least. Uh, that gave back. Yeah. So it was a huge comprehensive list of companies that were involved. And as you said, too, and as I noticed, too, um, even after that, we were identifying companies that were still doing things. Yep. Um, but one of the things that I really liked actually happened in Arizona. And this actually happened with someone that I had met at New Strategies at Town, where mm-hmm. I teach several times a year. Mm-hmm. St. Mary's Food Bank in Arizona actually partners with Barrow's Pizza, mm-hmm. which is a chain of about 43 restaurants. I think either most of them or all of them are in Arizona. But get this, Megan, in one day, because of donating all the profits, St. Mary's, they've raised over $300,000. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive. And that's $50,000 more than they raised last year uh, with their Roundup program. Amazing. I mean, you know, I really love, and when I think about it more, I think Donate Profit Days are a great fundraiser. Um, You know, they're transparent. I know. Well, does, but. Yeah, well, the do? big daddy's Jersey Mike's, right? Yeah. Um, but I actually think they're a great idea because one of the things I really like about them is, first of all, they lend themselves to like big promotion, right? It's a one-day event, so let's everyone get behind it. But I like them too because it is transparent. So we're saying like in Jersey Mike's case, and I think in the case of Barrows, it was all the money they made yes. that day yes. went to uh, good causes. Uh, so I love the transparency of it. I yep. love the efficiency. Versus I think the percentage of profits, which is my favorite right. language ever. Not. That's right. That's right. And, you know, and they're lucrative. I mean, how many organizations can say that in one day uh, they raised three hundred thousand dollars or yeah. in the case of Jersey Mike's, I think Jersey Mike's raises no, seven, eight million dollars in one day. So yeah. that's impressive. So I love the idea of the Donate Profits Day and an organization really getting behind that. And you know what's nice about it? It only, only takes one day. Right. And so, you know, there's a lot of value to that. It's not like something that continues over multiple weeks. And, you know, one of the things that retailers and businesses, they talk about is sometimes it's difficult to sustain the momentum of these campaigns exactly. and get people week after week supporting them. So why not focus on one day, especially if you can make it very loose? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, well, another one I want to point out that was on the Forbes list for Giving Tuesday, just because it segues into something else, yeah. is Amazon. So this is not new. They did this last year, but it's essentially a consumer donation 
um, campaign, but it's like Amazon was promoting that customers could say, Alexa, donate to Toys for Tots. Right. And Alexa will give you a reasonably priced item for some kid and then you buy it and whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I guess they were matching donations toy for toy, but they also came out, I think it was this past week, um, saying in a surprise move that it was going to give uh, hundreds of local national charity items from their from their wish lists. Um, and then they were supporting causes like STEM to homelessness, things like that. And then they were going to donate a million dollars in monetary and in-kind donations um, for lots of it aimed at the homeless community, um, and then it was also saying that it's going to give away 10,000 boxes of smiles, whatever that is, gift packages, which contains toys, electronics, personal care products, and books, many to those who live in shelters. But, I mean, the article that I read that was talking about this little surprise move that they did was kind of saying, like, um, you know, Amazon does not do a lot in the charitable mm. space. They've been under fire quite a lot lately. Like, right. you see lots of, you know, ProPublica stories about how poorly they treat their drivers and their warehouse yeah. conditions and the shipping economy and all this whole thing. So, I don't know. What do you think about yeah. Amazon? I feel like they should give well, some more money. They should do yeah. something. They're a huge well, organization. Know, well, one of the things, on, and I Amazon. know this is one of your favorite programs, is, you know, how simple would it be for Amazon to do a Roundup, roundup. program? Yes. I mean, do you think about think about how much that would raise? Oh my gosh, think about I can't how even. much that would raise. I can't right? even. Like, and you know what's good about a roundup is you and I both know it's always less than a buck that you're asking for someone. I for, know, right? So we're not talking about a lot of money. And even if they did that, you know, a day, a week, literally a, month, a one day Amazon right. roundup day. Yeah. It would raise millions, millions. Yeah. Okay, so, I so can that, I can I say it? I've been waiting to say it. I'm going to say mm. it now. 2019 was the year of the Roundup, Joe. We're going to look back in history and be like, 2019 was when Roundup hit critical mass because I've seen so many other... I've seen campaigns ditching the like $1, $3, $5 thing, going to Roundup, raising double the amounts of money. McDonald's just announced that they're going to be doing Roundup, which is awesome because they used to raise... I don't know, $27 million in literally yeah. spare change. And that that's cool. I been... hadn't heard about that, Megan. Is that going to Ronald McDonald House? Yeah. R- it's R- going to R- something R-M-H-C. else. Oh, nope. good. R-M-H-C. Yeah. But that number at McDonald's, for probably obvious reasons, people don't carry cash that much anymore. But that right. donation amount over the years has been kind of ticking down. Like we do that charity checkout champion study and right. we've watched it kind of tick down. Yep. Um, so that's awesome that they're doing Roundup. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so this is and the they continue. And remember how much uh, years ago we did an interview with someone who ran their donation box program. Yeah, Very successful. Oh. What is it? Like a $50 million program worldwide or something like oh, that? At all their location. Not, remember that? I don't was, think they, they don't get 100% of their fundraising from McDonald's, but it's a big right. chunk of it. But yeah. I mean, come on, $27 million in quarters, nickels, and dimes is a lot. <laughs> That just tells you, you know, to your point about Amazon, like that just tells yeah. you what a volume business can do in rounding That's up. That's right. So. Here's the question I have about Amazon, though. How many people do you think really did that thing through Alexa in terms of donating a toy? Not very Could we many. count it on one hand? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not you know, very like, many. I, I mean, it, because I don't know if that's how, you know, and one of the good things about a program like that is it does encourage people to, it trains people how to use Alexa in a new way. But it may not be something that can really scale, you know, in yeah. a sense, like, that's not really how we use Alexa right now, Yeah, you know, in terms of, like, buying things from that. Like, you know, Starbucks is doing an incredible job teaching us how to use apps to pay for things, Exactly. Right? And Just ask someone my kids. needs... 
That's right. Yeah. So what we have what we need to do now is we need to figure out how can um, how can who can train us with what on Alexa so that we say, yeah, Alexa, you know, because if I was, you know, and hey, I'm Gen X, right? So I'm not this new kid with the, all the newfangled toys and stuff on the street and all the shiny <laughs> objects, you know. So I'm saying to myself, it's like, look, you know, I'm already a little suspicious about my Alexa. All right. So, oh, totally. My husband <laughs> yeah, won't you know? let me take mine out of the box. He's like, no, it's always listening. I'm like, then why did you buy it? Why did yeah. you buy it? Yeah, do you ever hear the joke? It's like, oh, I laughed. Uh, Alexa laughed. Mark Zuckerberg laughed. Yeah. <laughs> so it's true. It's, you know, so I wonder how many people, even though I respect the effort and I get it, you know, and I think that is like a trend where we will be saying to Alexa, maybe I won't be ordering my Starbucks through the app. I'll be talking to my Alexa. No, it's possible. Hey, I want my, you know, well, I want my drink. Well, the other thing too, Joe, is we're completely overlooking, not that this should be the Bash Amazon show, but we're overlooking their major your program, which is Smile, which right. again is kind of silly because I have to remember to go to yeah. a totally different website That's to right. use it. That's um, right. And then a like a very small percentage of my purchase yeah. goes to... Right. What is it? 5% or less than 5? I it think it's 0. like 0.05%. It's, yeah. Right. But, you know, it adds up. I mean, I yeah. mine is the YWCA Clark County where I'm a CASA right. volunteer and like yeah. I spend a lot of money on Amazon and assuming I remember to do it through Smile, it adds up. Yeah. But right. they could just turn that on all the time for everyone. Do you notice that they are reminding people? I know sometimes when I go to Amazon now, it reminds really? me to go to Smile. I usually just go right to Smile, but I had to, for about a year, I forgot about it. Isn't that horrible? Yeah. But I forgot. Yeah, I agree. No, because it's totally, it's not how we operate. It's, you no. know, this is why portals didn't work, right? right. Like why how many of those portals, How many of those things did we have back in the early 2000s where people like, the only thing you have to go do <laughs> to get go the to discount this platform. is go to this platform. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but that's not how people Nobody's operate. Doing They're that. not going to go through that. Nobody's know? doing that. That's, That's right. Funny. And you have to think about that. You have to think about how people use the platform. That's why a Roundup would be so successful. I know. Come right? on, Amazon. Turn oh it God. on. Turn it on. Especially if you could put it on default so that every time it would round up. I mean, who cares? It's always less than a buck. It's, exactly. well, it's like it's like lift. Like my lift right. is always rounded up. That's right. Yeah. Well, no. It's crazy. So Amazon, call us. Call us. Okay? We will tell you what is yeah, up. We... <laughs> For some, in exchange for some Amazon stock, we will help you. Okay? I take, I take, take an Amazon gift card at this point. Though. <laughs> oh, that's great. Is that so? Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30 day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio. One book I am completely obsessed with and highly recommend is The Art of Gathering, How We Meet and Why It Matters by Priya Parker. It is absolutely a perfect combination of philosophy and practicality as it relates to your next gathering of people, whether that's a business meeting or a conference, a huge surprise party, or maybe just a backyard barbecue. I highly recommend this book and you can get it for free on Audible with your 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio okay well let's talk about something else that i think um huge shout out to allison de silva and whitney daly they did a great yeah, year in purpose roundup for triple pundit you should check it out we will put it in the show notes um if you don't know allison and whitney are uh with 
Cone, Porter Novelli Cone. Now we know them as the Cone people, but now they're Porter Novelli Cone. But they came up with a great list of things that happened in 2019. And it turns out 2019 was kind of a big year in purpose. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite one off this list that they, they have a list of how well, many things? Well, the, the first thing I want to mention is, you know, I have a real soft spot for Alison DeSilva because she's the one who actually got me interested in cosmology. She did? Way back well, in the day. I never heard this yeah. story. Yeah. Make it before short, the, but I want to hear it. Before the new millennium arrived back in the 1800s, I mean the <laughs> 1900s. Back when you had hair. Um, I re- yeah, that's right. She used to work for nonprofits here in the greater Boston area before she was in Cone. Oh, I didn't and know she, that. And I think it was that she was talking about their partnership with Jiffy Loop. And I went to a program and she was moderating and talking about it. And I was like. Well, and you can't listen to Alison Silva talk and not be like, I, I will am. follow you anywhere. Like she's just that's very right. charming yeah. and like smart yeah. and yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know that story. Okay, well, what's yeah, your favorite so it, trend that amazing. they came up with? Well, I think there's a, there's a couple. There, what is it? It's a uh, well, I guess it was trends. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the big thing, and they actually put it as number ten, but I think the employee activism has really increased this oh, year. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing how employees, and you know, I often talk to people about this, Megan, and I talk about their, you know, their uh, their cause programs, and I'm like, look, you know. There is some question about whether it works with all consumers, but I think companies are really sold in cause helping with their employee. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that is like a really big trend. And that's in that companies are really getting on board and saying, like, look, this is definitely something uh, that, you know, we should be involved in it at the very least because our employees. Uh, What about you? What about on the list? No, that's a good that's a good trend. And I'm glad you brought it up. I, you know, the only thing I think is interesting about that is mm. I, I'm going to be interested to see where that goes, because, yes, there were several companies, Walmart, Wayfair, Amazon, Google, I yeah. think was another one that had walkouts or like mm-hmm. they just didn't show up to work. But yeah. like, what did that do? Did it do anything? In some cases, yeah. maybe. In some cases, maybe not. But yeah, I'm, right. I'm interested to see what's going on with that. You know, I think yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of. All right, I'm going to pick number eight plastics takes precedence because i cannot shut up about one. this yeah um it's just so for a long time and again for good and you and i on this podcast we don't really talk about like supply chain and what's happening yep. in the operations and things like that because we're more consumer and employee focused but for the first time i feel like this year it hit critical mass first with the plastic straws thing and plastic bags but now i feel like with other things like consumers are actually taking this on as their own and realizing that, you know, they're part of the problem. Because for a long time, you could look at a company and be like, well, stop being so wasteful with the plastic. And they're like, yeah, but you're the one ordering this crap off of online. And you're the one who wants it in this packaging. And you want to make sure it doesn't break and blah, blah, blah. Like, we are now realizing as consumers that we're part of the problem. So now it becomes very interesting for us to talk about. So I think that's a big one. I think plastic is really, it's that thing that everyone's talking about now. You know, and there's and some I interesting think, things happening, like the whole TerraCycle loop thing where people are trying to figure out how to use reusable containers. So are you ready to get your toothpaste in a little glass jar and 
empty it and then put it out on your doorstep and get new toothpaste to refill it. Like that's what they're, that's what they're doing, man. (laughs) No, but I think, and you know, we really do. I mean, just think about just in general, all the stuff that we throw away. Right. I mean, like, you know, and plastics are really, you know, it's everywhere. Yeah. And when you see some of the videos about some of the things, not only in this country, but around the world, I mean, it kind of blows your mind. It's so sad. Hey, what do you think of uh, number two about CEO activism goes I think we saw a lot more about that. CEOs taking center stage. I think about Dick's. I think about Walmart uh, really taking center stage. Is But, you know, the question is, is it legitimate? You know, I think it is legitimate. And I think you've got a couple of things. You know, you had the whole business roundtable letter. You had the letter to Congress from whatever, mm. however many CEOs that signed yeah. that letter about, you know, gun violence prevention and things like that. Um, I, and I think the reason that I do think it's legitimate is because I've talked to a lot of people in companies who are saying like, hey, now my CEO is like, hey, what are we doing on this issue? Like they're actually starting to pay a, a little bit more attention um, right. and ask different and more pointed questions about like, well, what are we doing? And is our own house in order? Whereas I think in the past right. they were like, yeah, yeah, we're taking care of that. It's fine. Now they're right. actually asking more questions and getting more involved. So yeah. Um, yeah. What do you yeah. think? Well, I think it's I, I, I think, first of all, I think it, it is great to see this type of activism because I think they can do a lot. You know, my concern is, is it owes, uh, you know, a lot of this is still driven by the bottom line. Right. Totally. And, no, and this is be. where this is where. Yeah, this is where consumers, we need to let our companies know, um, you know, that we care about this stuff. And that we want them to continue to do these things. And my fear is, is that if uh, if consumers flag, if Americans flag, companies will flag. And that's what we can't let happen. Yeah. Right? In the sense that we really need to stick to it. And, you know, that ultimately that's where it comes from. You know, I saw an article, Megan, that said that CEOs are the new politicians. And it's like, God help us. Well, right? that's not God a good, us. that is not yeah, a good yeah. thing. Yeah, you know, because, I mean, on the one hand, you have politicians and we know how they act. And then on the other hand, we have CEOs and we know how they act. And they can't act that's in a way that's inconsistent with the bottom line. Right. right? You know, it's kind of like, you know, when we go back and we talk about Nike and Kaepernick, you know, in the sense like, you know, why did Nike take that stand? And it's like, Nike is making a bet about where its business is headed. Exactly. And where they can make the most money. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, what's going to generate maybe, PR? That's right. And what's going to generate PR? What's going to make more sales? And they're making a bet in that regard. Yep. And, you know, and that's what we have to think about when uh, we support these companies is that they have to be making the bets that we want them to be making. Exactly. And that's why we got to keep the pressure up. Because if we don't keep the pressure up, they'll do whatever the hell they want to drive the bottom line. Yeah. And purpose won't be central. Yeah. Well, and that kind of speaks to what I think. I think I'm going to combine number nine and number one. Number nine is youth leads a movement. And number one is climate urgency takes center stage. I really feel like youth are pushing a lot of these issues. And whether it's their digital savviness or whether it's the fact that they're young and compelling and passionate and they now have a platform, you know, like the Parkland kids, Greta Mm -hmm. Thunberg, you know, like these are movers and shakers and they're kind of elevating these issues in a new way and kind of demanding accountability and it's a it's a little bit different when it comes from a kid who's like why are you destroying my world why are you destroying my future and they have like real levels of anxiety around their future you know you hear you hear millennials and gen z talk all the time about like i'm not sure i want to have kids because of the climate which is horrific like that's frightening so yeah that's right it's really interesting i think what do you think about climate change i think that's a really 
it's a tough issue because yes, we can do our part and companies can do our part, do their part. But at the same time, like it's going to take some sweeping legislative changes to actually affect change. But that's right. That's right. And, you know, and the problem is, is as human beings, we know that we don't really respond to anything except urgent. Right. right. And it's, and it's not until, right here. It, I mean, it is yeah. right here, but it's not. It, that's right. It's still no, far off. It, that's right. But it, it isn't it won't be until enough. Until you know, Miami when goes the, underwater. When the, when the, yeah. When the ocean water yeah. is lapping up against my house in Newton. Exactly. That's when people will be saying, oh, <laughs> you know, Why didn't you uh, do we anything? Really need, yeah. yeah, we really need to do something. But, you know, what I love about young people involved in climate change, though, is they're saying, hey, wait a minute. I have to live in this world. You know, in the sense that I'm the one who's going to be around another 50, 60, 70 years, and I'm going to have to live with these decisions now. And that's where I think that's, you know, I love to hear their voice because they're saying, look, this really does impact my world. And it is kind of sad that adults haven't stepped up I know. and said, we want a better world for you. We want to preserve a better world for you. Um, but the fact is, is that maybe we're thinking about too much about the world we're currently in and not the world that um because of climate change yeah so, no, I totally but agree. i think you know but i i mean think about all the things that we've just talked about too in terms of the youth movement plastics ceo activism and they can all be wrapped up hopefully in something non-plastic with <laughs> climate change right <laughs> with a bow made out of uh biodegradable i i had us oh, man i had to say wrapped up such a boomer comment on my so you okay, know what boomer. I, I, yeah you know what i saw is like they're making um they're making wrapping out of banana peels oh Oh, uh, yeah. So that was kind of interesting. So it's like, oh, gee, that will like make you Christmas presents look good. I like the smell of bananas, do you? Yeah. So I hope you like the smell of bananas because that's our future. <laughs> things on the steps, things in the steps wrapped up in bananas and stuff like that. Like, oh, really? I've thought of that. You're going to be like the old fart in his wheelchair, like, in my day, we used to have big old bows and like, you just crumple that had, wrapping paper up had, and you throw it had, in the garbage. We had saran wrap and then aluminum foil. We used so you we use Ziploc bags before they were outlawed. You probably, you probably don't even know what wax paper is. <laughs> You're gonna be such a great old person. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I can't wait. I hope we're still. I hope we're still like a podcast when you're like an old curmudgeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like social change. It's now gone too far. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We'll go the other side <laughs> on something like that. But you know, this was a really good list. I thought. Oh, absolutely. Of, good job, you know, Whitney and, and Allison. Yeah, they really do those things and stuff like that. And you know, let's face it too. A lot of these trends are going to continue into the new year. And you Indeed. know, one of the things I really like too is I've kind of soured on predictions. Like you know, when people start saying, "Well, what's next year going to look like? Or what's it going to be look like five years from now?" It's like knows right <laughs> but i love like a wrap-up like this yeah, that totally. says like hey this is what because you can look back and was. be like this right. actually happened yes that's right and we know that that's probably going to continue um exactly you know, and it may morph and evolve and it, it kind of depends what happens in the world it depends what happens in the election quite frankly i mean quite that's frankly right. that's probably what we're going to be talking about a lot next year which makes me a bit oh, nauseous, just a little bit scared yeah it is what it is it is what it is <laughs> It is we'll have it an is. election show. 
you know. Oh, so. can we not? Oh, can we just I don't not? know about that. Yeah, yeah. No, but we do have to have a show talking about um, how companies are supporting uh, voting efforts. Because yes. that's a big effort, yes, right? You know, that that's a big a thing that they're doing around consumers and employees. You heard it here stuff. first, folks. We will do an election, take get out the vote show and that's what right. people are doing. Because that is, quite frankly, that's the safest topic politically that companies can get involved with. So I suspect we'll right. see a lot of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, Joe. It was great to uh, do uh, a year wrap-up. And yeah. uh, thanks to Allison and Whitney for inadvertently providing us with a lot of content for today's show. That's and right. We'll put links to all those. And I just have to say notes. that as 2019 and the decade uh, comes to a close, one of the best things that happened to me this best de- past decade is meeting Megan Strand. Oh. And being involved in Cause Talk Radio and, of course, Engage for Good. So I'm looking forward to many, many more years, but I am celebrating this decade. Oh, back at you, buddy. I'm going to open this gift and see if it's from you. (laughs) Well, on that sweet, sweet, sweet note, I'm going to end today's show. But thank you again for listening and thanks for being here. And Joe, we will look forward to continuing the conversation in 2020. My pleasure. 